Hello and welcome to the Top 5, where each week I discuss my top 5 takeaways from the NASCAR race. This week, the Indianapolis Road Course. Hi, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Connor, and I am your host of the Top 5, where each week I take about 15 to 20 minutes to discuss the previous NASCAR race and the going-ons in the industry. Before we get started, I'd invite you to check in on our Facebook page. Just search The Top 5 on Facebook, as well as check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Top 5. So without any further ado, let's discuss this week's race at Indy. Number one. So I'll be honest, I actually missed this race. I only caught the highlights. Uh, I try to watch every single race of the season. I typically miss one or two and I'm on family vacation. So I'm hiding away in the bedroom of our RV recording this just to get uh, one more podcast out because I wanted to get a podcast for every single race this year. 36 podcasts. That was my goal. That said, Indy is a crummy road course. It just is. It's not a great oval either, but at least there's tradition with the oval. The road course is not interesting and not fun to watch. Um, and I wish they'd do away with it. If we have to race at Indy, race the oval, or don't race it at all. There was a surprisingly decent-sized crowd, bigger than the past handful of years at Indy, which was pleasant uh, to see. But I just don't, I don't get it. NASCAR has tried to force Indy as a uh, premier event for years, and it just doesn't work the whole uh having the indy cars run on saturday and nascar sunday uh, i think it was a gimmick as much as it was nascar trying to flex on indy showing we're the ones running sunday not you um but as a whole they could just do away with this race and give give literally any other track this race and i think it would be just fine if i had to guess in the future, they're going to bring back a track like North Wilkesboro or Nashville Fairgrounds so that it is a track worth the premier event of taking Indy's race. They can't take Indy's race and give it to New Hampshire or uh, Kentucky or something like that. So that's just my guess, but that's just one man's opinion based on literally nothing. Uh, Also, notable pre-race, as I normally cover in uh, number one, uh, Kurt Busch had to miss the race again. I guess he must have had his bell rung pretty hard uh, in that qualifying um, uh, wreck that he had a couple weeks ago. He's still suffering from concussions. All the best to him, uh, and I hope he recovers quickly. Let's move on to the race itself. Number two. Tyler Reddick had the pull. Tyler Reddick got the dub. Congrats. Good for him. Happy for him. That That's the India race. That's pretty much it. 
that sums up the entire race. I mean, there were other notable things. I normally cover wrecks or cautions, and there were a handful. There were a lot of spins going into that first hairpin turn. A lot of them didn't even bring up the caution because it's such a large circuit that cars could get themselves corrected prior to uh, the field coming around. And Tyler Reddick did have to hang on and win in uh, overtime on a green-white checkered. But in all, in all reality, the cars that were up front to start the race were the cars up front to end the race. That's it. There wasn't like there was a bunch of exciting things happening in the meantime. I hate to be a bummer and a pessimist, but that's Indy. That's the Indy road course for you. Boring, boring, boring. Number three. For my third point, I want to cover uh, the recent news out of NASCAR. Is they are, for the first time ever next year, going to run a street course in downtown Chicago. Now, I don't know if any of you have driven in downtown Chicago. They have harsh winters. Their roads are not great. I don't see how this is going to bring great racing. I think this is a gimmick. I think NASCAR has been trying so hard to gain the the uh, casual viewers that it had in the early 2000s that brought it to such prominence. And I think it's just a terrible idea. Especially considering not far from downtown Chicago is a speedway that's been producing really good racing of recent. Chicagoland kind of had a reputation for crummy racing, but as the track wore out and it had better grip, it produced better racing. Um, I guess, since I'm being such a pessimist, the only positive is I've been saying for some time now that Road America is not a, a racetrack that we should be racing on. Uh, and Chicago is taking um, Road America's race. So I guess that's good news. Also, they're holding this event on the 4th of July weekend. I believe it's uh, July 2nd or 3rd, um, which this year's quote-unquote 4th of July weekend. It's come to my attention that no track wants to host a race that weekend uh, because their tourism is strong enough that they don't need race fans uh, showing up and taking the hotels. I get Daytona hosted it for years and years and years and Daytona Beach is sold out 4th of July weekend without NASCAR coming to town so why would they limit themselves uh, so I, I, I understand that NASCAR needs somebody to run 4th of July weekend and I guess Chicago road course street course is what they came up with Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me that NASCAR is running on a street course. It makes no sense to me that they're running in a market that they have clearly worn out their welcome in. Uh, 
Um, but that's what they're doing. Also, I remember a handful of years ago, right around the time when the current format of the chase started, everyone was complaining there's not enough road courses. We need more road courses, more road courses. And at the time, it was Watkins Glen and Sonoma. Those were the only road courses. And NASCAR's solution was the Charlotte Roval. And it was a good solution. The Roval's cool. It's a fun, cool racetrack. And then they went absolutely overboard and just started booking Circuits of the America and uh, Road America and every road course they could possibly conceive suddenly were running on. It was a overswing to a minor problem. They corrected the lack of road courses with uh, the Roval and then just kept going. And I think that this is along the same lines. I don't like it. I'll probably watch it. I will definitely report on it. And I guess, to be fair, I should at least allow the track to show me what it has to offer prior to predetermining that it's just crummy racing. So, I guess, in initial thoughts, it's a terrible idea. But I will give it the benefit of the doubt and see what comes from it. In initial thought, I thought that the Coliseum clash was a terrible idea. I thought it was cool. So maybe I'll, I'll have a, a change of opinion. Only time will tell. But as of right now, I, I don't like it. Number four. So we are coming down to the wire. After Indy, uh, only Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. are the only two drivers without a win in the playoffs. And Martin Truex Jr. is tied with Kevin Harvick. Uh, Kevin Harvick is out on playoff points or stage finishes. There are four races left. And... There are 14 drivers that have won a race. And those four races are all different. There's Michigan, there's Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. So, literally anything could happen. I could see potentially four drivers that have not gotten a win winning those races. Blaney is due. Truex is due. Kevin Harvick is Kevin Harvick. He he can win at any of those tracks. Uh, Eric Jones, Eric Amarola. There are so many drivers without a win that could easily win any one of those four races. So it will be very interesting. I still hold the prediction that there are going to be more than 16 drivers with a win. I think in these next four races, there will be three winners for the first time this season and one repeat. So somebody is missing the playoffs with a win. Who? I don't know. 
but I know that it's going to be very interesting to, to pay attention to. And I think that this is going to be the craziest playoffs possibly ever because this next-gen next car is providing some of the best racing, some of the best finishes, and it's going to be something to see. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk with you about it. And let's move on to my last point, looking forward to next week. Number five. Next week is Michigan International Speedway. And I am biased. This is my home track. It's about an hour from my house. Uh, As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I'm currently on family vacation. I'm hiding out in the back room of our RV recording this. And we are stopping at MAS on the way home. My entire family... Uh, is going to watch this race together. So I'm excited. In my opinion, and again, I'm biased, Michigan provides some of the best racing. It's an awesome, awesome track. Uh, And I can't wait to see. I have sat in uh, the entrance of turn one for, I don't know, 15 years. And I did not renew my my tickets this year because I didn't think I was going to make the race. Uh, and ended up being able to make the race. So I bought last minute tickets and I am at the exit of turn four. I've never watched a race from that perspective. So I'm very interested to see it. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens and I look forward to discussing it afterwards. So that's all I have for this week. My miniature vacation just got it in podcast before i go i would like to uh please ask you one more time search the top five on facebook like the page comment uh share your thoughts agree disagree also patreon.com forward slash the top five i would love to hear uh what you guys have to say Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to discussing this further with you next week. This has been the Top 5, and I'm Connor.